Blog Talk Radio.
I'm going to take him at his word. Uh, that was Patrick Riddick. Goody, good afternoon. God bless you. It is the 1 o'clock hour again, and you're listening to Global Gospel with your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. I thank God for that song and just lets us know that we can stand on the promises of God. The hymn writer says, standing on the promises of Christ my King through eternal ages. Let his praises ring glory in the highest. I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. And certainly we can stand on God's promises. We can stand on his word because God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, it will come to pass. And you can count on that. Uh, God's word does not and cannot fail. Before his word fails, heaven and earth would have to pass away. So we thank God uh, just for God being God on this afternoon. We thank God for life, health, and strength. It's another day's journey, another day that God has kept us uh, from dangers seen and unseen all week long. And it's the 1 o'clock hour. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. We'll be here until 2 o'clock. You can tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www dot blog talk radio dot com backslash global hyphen gospel and you can uh, certainly look us up we're on social media we're on facebook at global gospel we're on twitter global gospel we're on uh, instagram so there is a way that you can find us and all you have to do is when you go onto those social media uh, sites you can just click on the link all our shows are archived Immediately following the show, you can listen to the beginning if perhaps you have uh, missed the first part of the show. If you need to write us, write us at P.O. Box 5331, Hempstead, New York, zip code 11550. Our email is globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Our theme, we are certainly want to get the gospel uh, out to everyone, uh, and the gospel is for everyone, and the gospel heals, delivers, it saves, and it sets free. It's, it is comprehensive. It, whatever it is set out to do, whatever you need it to accomplish in your life. And in a day and a time like this, we need more of the gospel. We need more of Jesus Christ. Uh, the song says, if we ever need it, the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Our theme here, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And certainly we, we wouldn't want anybody to be lost in a day and a time like this. Matthew 24 and 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And no matter what it looks like today, uh, the Bible lets us know that this is just the beginning of sorrows, and the end is not yet. So, so many people claim they know when the end of time is. You know, people wait on the end of time. They go and and they uh, uh, congregate in places, and they drink poison, and they wait for uh, comets and all types of foolishness. But we do not need to be deceived by the enemy. And the uh, Bible lets us know in Isaiah, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God lifts a standard against him. And uh, certainly we don't need to be defeated by the enemy. We have a special um, guest that will be with us here in studio this afternoon uh, in the person of uh, Elder James Allen, and we'll tell you, more about that, but um, you know, in a daily time like this, we need to know that we need to be more community-minded, and we have to go out into the hedges, the highway, and compel others to come to Christ. And then, whatever we're doing, we have to let our light shine. We're going to listen to this uh, song from Bishop Hezekiah Walker. We're going to take it back just a little bit. Uh, he says, uh, "Won't he make you?" clean inside and immediately following this we will have our special guest who is in studio with us won't he make you clean inside
Sign. And our special guest is here in studio. Are you there? Elder? How you doing today, Reverend Townsend? I'm sorry. God bless you, Elder. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And hopefully you are as well. I'm well here. Uh, and I can't complain. God is uh, certainly uh, good to us. And um, just tell us where you're from. Well, I'm from the big city of Rayford, North Carolina. Um, I've been here most of my life. I lived in Durham for a while, but I love calling Hope County and Rayford, the city of Rayford home. And I moved away for a while, but then I came back because I do believe people say you can't be blessed in Rayford so stay in Durham, but I believe God can bless you wherever you are. And it's been a blessing since I've returned. Wow, that's great. That's great. Good news. And there's no place like home, no matter what people say. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So um, we're grateful that you're here. Uh, And once again, to our our listening audience, this is uh, Global Gospel. Our special guest is uh, Elder uh, James Allen. Uh, Our number here in studio is 619-924-0800. We'll open the lines later if you so desire to call in. And um, uh, Elder uh, Allen is... um, also, by profession, uh, he is an attorney. And uh, Colossians uh, chapter 3 and 23 says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall reap the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. So we um, are reaching out to all of our Christian brothers and sisters in the community that are doing other things because certainly Christ uh, should be exemplified Without outside of the four walls of the church, would you agree, Elder? I agree, and we need to have people who know God in various positions. Because some people say you shouldn't be in certain fields, but if it's not illegal or immoral, then why wouldn't you want a person who knows God representing you in the courtroom or wherever else you may be? I I totally agree with you because I I've been in some situations, uh, and I'm sure other people have been in situations where you need to see. Uh, a friendly face or a friendly spirit, you know, because there's so many spirits out there and we're in spiritual warfare. So um, tell us, before we get into all of that, tell us, um, you're you're a Christian, you're a believer, a preacher of the gospel. What is your um, first experience with Christ or God? Um, Did you have to go to church or something you stumbled upon on yourself? Uh, No. My parents, my mom and my dad both, they grew up in the church, so that means I grew up in the church. And as all children, I didn't like going when I was younger, but the things that it instilled in me made me the person I am today. And I tell people all the time, um, I've been going to church since before I was born, and I got my start in the church. We used to have to discuss Sunday school. You'd have to stand out front, and that's how I got my introduction to public speaking through the church. And so being a part of the church actually made me a better person all around. That that's good news um, because so many people um, don't don't have that story in a day like this and like today. There's so many young people that are that are unchurched and like you said, you got your start. So you know, foundations are important. Um, so um, now, who would you say in, influenced you the most on your Christian journey? Um, that's kind of hard. To, well, I'm not going to say it's hard to say. Definitely my mother and my father, but there were so many okay. other people who were integral parts of me growing as a person. But first and foremost, it was my mother and my father. Cause my mom would always tell me things like, whatever you want in Christ, you speak it into existence because God has given you the power to be able to call those things that are not as though they were. And even though my dad, he was working all the time, he would always mm-hmm. say, because she was a pastor for, for a while and she was also a minister, she would say okay. things like, I thank God for my husband being here. And I'm like, Daddy, not here? And my mama was saying, well, she was speaking it before it happened. And eventually, my mama couldn't stand in the pulpit without my daddy breaking his neck to get there to support her. So both my parents were very integral, and I grew up in a with a, uh, some great people, great men and women of God. And I hate to start calling names, but like my Sunday school teacher, Miss McKee, Miss McCahan, she would always tell me, okay. God has poured a lot in you. I had an aunt named um, Annie Lee, and she would tell me, the kindness in your heart will never be obliterated. And she would always use big words, and I would go look them up. And she would do that just to pique my curiosity about what she was saying. So I had a lot. I had a great, great 
uh, base for, of people who helped instill in me and my current pastor and my pro- uh, prior pastors. They all played an integral role in my development, not only as a Christian, but also as a man, as an attorney, and as a husband. And also my wife and my two sons, they they all have integral parts because you can't pretend to be something in public that you can't be behind closed doors. I'm not perfect, but I do try to let God abide in everything I do with my sons and my wife. Wow, wow that's that, that's definitely a blessing. Um, and, and, and like you stated, you, start, you started talking about your parents and then you, you brought us current to your your wife and children and um that's great that you um that you are who you are to your family um first, you know, before you are to um you're something to other people. Just wanna uh do you wanna shout those anybody out while since we're on that subject? Yeah, of course, uh my lovely wife Angel Allen, she's at work today so she couldn't uh she's not available to call. My oldest son, Robert Allen uh, and my youngest son Elijah, my brother and sister, I'm not gonna go through everybody. My brother and sister, Michelle and and Bobby Allen, and also my current pastor, Pastor Vera Hollinsworth, the pastor to me the best pastor in the world of Christ Free Will uh Baptist Church here in Rayford, North Carolina. And that is my pastor and like I said, those are some of the people that are, and Doctor Norman who is a great, great family friend. He was also one of my former pastors. So those are some people who have really, really influenced and impacted my life throughout the years. Um, that's great. And it, you know what? It's a great thing when you um, have uh, positive influences in your life. It, it's certainly a blessing uh, because so many people, um, and like you said, people would encourage you. And so many people, um, they tell children, oh, you're never going to be anything. You're going to be just like your mama, just like your daddy and stuff like that. And, you know, words uh, words form things in people's spirits. And so um, I think that's a great point that you brought out that, you know, you had so many people pouring in to your spirit uh, to make you who you are. Um, so now, what came, who came first, the preacher or the attorney? Well, and I, the interesting thing is, had it not been for me becoming a preacher, I never would have been able to become an attorney. So the preacher came first because I've always wanted to be an attorney, but I took some time okay. away because I got distracted. But God okay. said he'll get my uh God said in Matthew six and thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And you know, some people say I've had a calling my entire life but they never act on it. But I wasn't able to get the blessings. I I already had a master's degree in counseling because I'm a licensed professional counselor as well. But I always okay. wanted to be a lawyer and I kept getting denied. So once I gave my life fully to Christ he was able to open up the floodgates of heaven, and I was able to get accepted into law school. So the, uh, I had to get into my spiritual walk before I could even begin my legal journey. And so I thank God, because I believe if I had not been the man I am in Christ, and I'm not perfect by any means, then I wouldn't be, have, be able to become the person I have become in the court uh, as far as an attorney. So in order for me to fully fulfill my destiny, I had to first start with Christ, and then he was able to show me my path and and make the path uh, lay it straight. Because every time I tried to get in, there would be an obstacle, something would come up, and I could never go. But after I got married and found my favor in God and dedicated my life to Christ fully, committed, then he was able to open up the doors and open up the windows and allow me an opportunity to be able to go about, to go be able to go back to law school. Now, fortunately, a lot of people get married and they can't go, but my wife was very supportive financially, spiritually, and in all other ways. So, I was able to be the be able to be successful because I did follow what Christ would have me to do, and before He would even consider giving me the blessings that I that I currently have. Wow. So, so what would you say to somebody that um, is perhaps on a career? path or any path in their life and it's not going their way or the way they think it should be going or they're hitting a roadblock or what would you say to that type of that person i would say to the person that the bible i read says that all things work together for the good of those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose and every job that i got i've I've always been able to uh get jobs i had a job when i was in college that paid me and this was back in the 90s, paid me 20 $20,000 a year, which is good money for a 19-year-old. And then right. I lost that job, and I was so discouraged. And then I um, 
continue to try to do other things while going to college, and I kept getting discouraged. But now that I look back over my life and all the things that I've been through, every one of those things that seemed like it was a hurdle or a stumbling block were things that God had put in my path to make me the man I am right now. And I tell people, one yes from God can erase a million no's from the world. So no matter what you're going through, no matter how bad it, how bleak it may seem, all those things are there for a reason. You can't be who you are. You can't be, say, I'm tried by the fire if you've never been in the fire. And if you're always going through prosperity, then that means you haven't been tried yet. So God had to make me and mold me through all my failures to get to the successes that I am at right now. So I lost the job, but then it pushed me towards a career. And so I think, you know, so everything that I've gone through has led me up to this point. And even when I was a counselor and doing all the other things and couldn't see the end game that I would one day be a lawyer, God said, I will give you the desires of your heart if you just seek after me. And so when I started seeking after him, all those other things started being added. My wife, um, some peace of mind, and a career in my wife is the woman, even though we don't always, I'm just honest, everybody, we don't always see eye to eye, but I know she's the woman that God has perfected for me because had it not been for her, I would not even got to go to law school because she was my support throughout the process. Wow. So that's just how I see it. So don't get discouraged just because your life isn't where you are, you want to be. Just keep pushing forward and seeking God. And every one of those things that seems like it's an adversity is really building you into the person that God would have you to be. Right. Uh, that's that's certainly that's a blessing, um, and that's a great testimony uh, to encourage others to persevere through whatever um, they're going through. And um, you mentioned the fact that um, you are a counselor, and um, I guess we're going a little different direction here. <laughs> you mentioned the fact that you. Uh, spent some time as a counselor and um that and you know what i always say um ministers have uh colorful lives because i believe that god places us in various different situations ver- various different careers to make us who we are um so that we can minister to other people um a couple of years ago i was listening to um uh evangelist uh Ernestine Cleveland Reams out in um California and she was telling a story, long story short, about how she went through this particular situation in life, and she asked God, why did you let me make a decision like that? You know, because she felt it was really a really bad decision in her life. And she said, God said to her that I needed you to go through this so you could tell other people about what you experienced and how to get through it. So um, I think, you know, that that's a lot of the reason why, uh, Christian uh, and Christians in general go through um, what we go through. So, as a counselor, I'm sure you've seen and um, you've seen so many different situations, and you had to talk um, people through different situations. What 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 was that like? It was it was phenomenal. And let me go back. I did forget to mention, even though they've gone on to glory, both my parents, Bobby and Jenny Allen, were those are my parents. But now back right. to uh, being. Being a counselor, I meet, I meet all walks of people, and that's why I say we have to let God permeate in everything we do. Because a lot of times I face people who had never interacted with people who look like me. I'm an African American male, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of times people would you know, people would come in with their various views, and when they would see my face, they would <clears throat> initially they may not want to open up. And one man's daughter, even I tell people this is one of my favorite stories. This man came in, and his daughter uh, had gotten kicked out of school. I said, what would you get kicked out of school for? She said, because I called another person the N-word. And I'm like, why would you do that? And she said, because that's what you're supposed to do when a person who is black says something you don't like, because that's what my daddy does every time they get cut off. He gets cut off in traffic. And the dad was in the room, and he turned beet red because he was embarrassed. But I just continued the session because I'm not going to let their behavior dictate how I respond. Now, right. now that same person calls on me, and he told me I'm basically like a goddaughter to his daughter anytime he has an issue in school. And so that allows me to minister to him not so much by my words but by my actions. And that's what right. we have to remember as men and women of Christ. We can't let – my dad used to always tell me, you can't control what other people say to you, but what you can control is how you respond to it. 
Right. And as we grow in Christ, no matter what happens, no matter where we are, we can always respond in a godly manner. And then we that's how we win souls to Christ. And right. so I try yeah. to conduct myself as a professional second as a Christian first. And when those two go hand, walk down the street hand in hand, then every time people do things to you that normally would infuriate the average person and you respond in a godly tone while incorporating professionalism and what you do for as far as your career into it, they have no choice but to respect you because no matter what they do, they can't get a reaction from you that's going to be anything but godly. And I'm not perfect, and I don't always respond in a perfect manner, but if I can do it a portion of the time, then I think God will say, well done at the end of my journey as long as I keep striving to please him and let the physical man stop dominating how I respond to people. Right, that, that's awesome. Response is everything. The Bible says soft answer turns away wrath. So that that is a biblical uh, principle that you're living by and that we strive to live by. Um, so um, so you, you're, a count, you're a counselor, you're a Christian, you're, you're, you're a minister. Uh, now, uh, becoming a minister, now so many people say, now you, you've always been in church as many people are, and some people say, now I heard you say you always wanted to be an attorney, but I didn't hear you say I always wanted to be a preacher. And some people say they always want to be a preacher, which isn't the case for all of us, which isn't my case. Uh, that's not something I uh, said I, you know, wanted to be. And but you know, people always say it's evidence and you're evident in your life, or people tell you that um, throughout the process. And you know, being being that your parents were in ministry as well. Now, was that a, a easy decision for you, or did you did you kind of resist a little bit? I ran as long as I could, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I never want people used to tell me as a child, the mark of God is upon you, and I did not want to be a minister. I was one of the most reluctant people to come into the ministry, and there was this phenomenal uh, woman in Christ named Kalatha Riggins. We call her Mother Riggins. I always had a answer for everybody when they would tell me, well, maybe you should become a minister. Well, I'm not cleaned up yet. And she asked me, does God call the equipped? She was teaching Sunday school. She said, does God call the equipped or does he equip the called and I said he called the equipped because why would he call you if you're still out here doing the things that are not pleasing in his sight she said well if you are already fully equipped then that means God has no use for you he equips the called which means whenever he calls you he's going to equip you with everything that you need to go along the journey and when she said that I didn't have a response and it convicted me to my spirit and I couldn't sleep the next few nights and so the Lord said, it's time for you to step into your calling. And that is why I was saying, once I stepped into that calling, that's whenever I got the uh, approval to go to law school. Because shortly after I accepted my um, calling and did my initial sermon under the phenomenal Pastor Hollingsworth, all of a sudden doors started opening. And I had just gotten married. I hadn't even made a year. And doors started opening and everything started pulling, coming together for me to get the things that I had already had up before God because I hearken to his call instead of always trying to outsmart and outwit everybody who would tell me that God is calling you to the ministry. So I was a reluctant minister, sir. I still tell people, people like, I, you didn't tell me you're a minister. I said, but do my actions line up with what, now that you know I'm a minister, do my actions line up with that before, before that? Do they line up with who you think a minister should be? And if the answer is yes, then that means my ministry is shown throughout my life, not so much through my words. That's that's good. That's good. Where our light is supposed supposed to uh, shine in all that we do. So, um, what kind? What uh, you practice law? What 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 type of law do you uh, practice? Um, up until uh, up until March of this year, uh, I was doing. I did some criminal law, and I, as in superior court, I did family law, like um, child custody, divorces. I did personal injury law, but now I specifically work for a company out of North Carolina called. Um, Alliance Behavioral Healthcare, where I am a an attorney for, uh, they do Medicaid claims and funding, and I litigate all the cases when some of the provider agencies don't pay. And that is why I tell people everything step led me to where I am, because I understand the entire process because of my mental health background through the counseling. So I'm a mm -hmm. better attorney based because of who I work for now, because of my master's degree and the other things that I've gone through that were setting me up for this job. Right, right. Um, and you just mentioned uh, mental health, and yes. th that's something that uh, is a little bit taboo. 
in the African American community, it has been said, it's something that well, in any community, people don't want to deal with it. People deny that people have issues, but I always feel like, I mean, if somebody's in the house with you, you should know if they have an issue that's beyond um, your your control. You just want to talk about that mental health. So, and yeah, in, in church, uh, you know, we sometimes we say, oh well, you know, just pray for the person or you know things like that. What what is your take on that? My take on it is, yes, if you pray, God will give you clarity about certain things, and some of that clarity might be for you to go get some mental health services. Because there are certain things, that, and, I, and a lot of people don't believe in medication, but I tell people the brain is a very complex thing, and every, everybody's brain is not perfectly balanced. And a lot of the medication they give you, all it does is help you if your brain is producing too little or too much of a chemical, that may be causing you to behave a certain way. So if you go back and get a doctor who can give you some medication to balance you out, it will help you a lot better. And I'm going to give you full disclosure right now. I, I and I, and my family, some of my family members don't even know this, and I think some of them are listening in. I struggled with depression. <laughs> okay. And um, I and so I had to, and I'm like, why am I always like this way and thinking this way? And so I'm on some medication to help me with to stay completely 100% where I need to be because I don't want it to affect my relationships with others. So when people say that you can't live a full life or people who, um, you have to acknowledge those things that are going on with you. And we as Christians, that's the problem. We want people to think I'm saved, I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. If people think you're perfect, they can never see any flaws, so now they're going to try to pretend to be what you uh, show them that you they think you are. So sometimes we have to let them know I am flawed, and even though I'm walking in Christ, even though I'm a man who stands in the pulpit, um, other than my pastor, we have ministers. I'm the only elder in my church, but I'm not. I'm nowhere near perfect, and that's part of the problem. People, we we perpetuate this stereotype that you cannot be flawed. You have to be perfect at all times, and that is why so many Christians fail to get the help they need. Is because we want to think once you get saved, you don't have to give anything. You don't you don't need anything outside of church. But right. I, I beg to differ, and I think if you know you, me, and we know when we're unbalanced. Are imbalanced. Right. We now we need to go and seek some assistance because God gives us wisdom and knowledge, and He also gives us wisdom. It gives that not same knowledge to those doctors to help them be able to help us. And so that is just right. you know. So I do believe, and maybe that's part of the reason I went through the counseling so I can be able to tell other people it's not always as easy as it seems, and right. we need to quit pretending that we are perfect just because we're married and saved. And that's why we have to live off the whole word of Christ, the whole word of God, not just the part that makes us look good in public. Right. So basically, don't neglect medical attention if you if you need it. It's just like if you you know if you're having chest pains, you need to go to the emergency room right away. It's the same. It's the same concept. You yes, can pray, sir. But you can still you know seek medical attention. Yes, sir, wholeheartedly, and I am, but I'm prayerful in everything I do, and so I have to pray before I do anything. And so a lot of people think if it means you're, you're not as strong as you appear to be. And I, I tell people I'm weak as water, but with God I can do all things. And so, right. and he's blessing me based on me. The, the closer I get to him, the more I'm blessed. But we as Christians, we do need to see, I tell people all the time, if you're having problems in your marriage, don't come to church pretending like it's great. Go get a counselor. Find a Christian, a faith-based counselor, and let them talk to you because the Bible tells us when Paul wrote the letter to the uh, Church of Corinthians, he told them if you must marry, if you can't, if it's better to marry than to burn, but if it's better that you remain as I because no two people are going to be on the same accord at all times. And so in order right. for you to serve Christ, you might not. it's easier for you not to be married. But if you're going to be married, you're going to have some problems because no two people think alike at the same at, the, at all times. And sometimes you need to bring that disinterested third party in so they can help you and your wife or your husband see eye to eye on certain things or see where you can become better communicators, where you can do better with budgeting. Because if my wife tells me something and I'm not in the right frame of mind, I'm not want to hear it. And you... Uh, Reverend Townsend can tell me the exact same thing my wife just told me. Now it's like, wow, that's the most insightful thing I've ever heard, even though my wife has been saying it every day for the last 11 years we've been married. Right. So, so like, the key, well, the key, the key thing, I think, 
for all of us uh, is is to maintain a healthy balance, you know, spiritually and naturally. You know, we can't go overboard spiritually and not, you know, deal with natural things as well, you know, because we're still, at the end of the day, we're still in the world. So I think exactly. um, balance balance is so key, and uh, and a lot of a lot of Christians are or quote unquote Christians are out of balance. A lot of a lot the world is out of balance, you know. Yes, and sir. And so um, we have to balance ourselves, um, you know, because otherwise we'll be like a um, seesaw, you know, up and down. And as a matter of fact, uh, growing up there, they had seesaws in the playground. I think they took all the seesaws <laughs> out the playground. Because because it just wasn't a good idea for one person to be down and one to be up and up and down and somebody flipping off and you know yeah. you, could, you could lose your life or you yeah, could kill somebody else. Whenever we're not rooted and grounded in all areas, right? So um, we're gonna take a brief break uh, and then we'll be back and uh, kind of. Uh, Wrap things up as we near the end of the hour. Once again, you are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Uh, in uh, studio, we have with us uh, Elder James Allen, and he is a gospel preacher. He is a counselor. Uh, he 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 just serves uh, the community. He serves the body of Christ. He's an attorney as well. So, um, uh, if you want to call in, you can call in at six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Uh, let's listen to this Jeffrey Golden All of my help And certainly we need to know where our help comes from Amen And I'm, and again, I'm 
my in my mind, my dad was the greatest father ever, and all I'm trying to do is live up to the example that he set for me. And even mm-hmm. though I never feel like I'm going to be as good a father as him, I can continue to strive to be what God would have me to be. So out of everything I do, out of everything I, I have become because of God, the things that matter the most to me, the things that give me the most honor and the, and the greatest sense of purpose of being a father and a husband. Right. And and so now to now to the world, to your um, church, to your clients, uh, to the community, um, who what what is your goal for 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 them? You know, outside of your well, household. In my community, I want to do. I like people call me a lot to advise them on things, um, various things. And right now, the thing that makes me most impactful to my community is the role of attorney because I have knowledge that and the the know-how and the know what you can and can't do in certain areas to be able to help empower and impact the people in our community by telling them, no, you can't. Because even though I didn't mention it, I have done some school law as well. So a lot of times people will need services for their children and they don't know where to go. And they'll call mm-hmm. me and I'll tell them, well, you ask for this. You tell them that you need an IEP. You tell them you want your child to be evaluated to determine the following things. Did they do this? Right. And so those things make uh, they allow me to have a bigger impact in my community because I can educate people. And when God blesses right. us, we're supposed to use the gifts that he's given to us to make those around us better. And even though sometimes it's over us, uh, uh, I get calls every single day. And I, But I try to help as many people as I can and ask God just to keep me strengthened and allow me to be able to balance it. So um, right now I think it's the attorney, but the counselor part was the thing that gave me the mental health understanding of IEPs and all the other school law that I do. So I think the attorney has a bigger impact as people, as, uh, it carries a little bit more weight with people in the community. So as far as community impact, I think the attorney role is the one that is most impactful right now. Wow. And, and hopefully I, I just, well, this is, uh, let me give a disclosure. This is not Elder Allen saying this, but this is Reverend Townsend saying this. Hopefully, people, when they're making these phone calls, hopefully they remember that the labor <laughs> is worthy of his hire. <laughs> because, and you know, a lot of times, you know, family and friends and community, they'll, they'll think like, you know, you owe them something. And, and yes, we are there. We know we don't do everything, and nobody does everything for money. But uh, we don't want anybody to take advantage of your gift or your uh, knowledge or your information, which is which is something important too, because they have to realize. Listen, you know, you're like as you said, you're you're a person too. You're a family man. You have a wife. You have children. You know, you have responsibilities, and sometimes people can pile a lot of pressure on people to be something, and they they don't even care. They could care less whether you have things to do or not. Sometimes, you know. And that's that's the reality of it. That was me that, saying that. That I, is I, that I, is very true. And, and again, I'm glad you made you put it out that you were the one saying it, and that saves me from having to say it again. Hopefully, but uh, tell yeah, them to call and, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. I do try to let people know there are certain times. I'll tell people these are the windows that I'm available, and if they call outside those windows, a lot of times I, they get offended, but I I don't answer because it's not fair to my son that if we're playing basketball. And some of a seven-year-old who's still here, and uh, people want to call and want to discuss long, drawn-out things, and I've already given him that time. So I have certain times that are set aside just for certain things that have nothing to do with work. And like you said, it's all always important to keep a balance. Right. And I encourage pastors the same thing you said. I say it to other people like pastors, and my wife tells me sometimes you need to take your own advice. Um, so. I do encourage, I mean, I encourage pastors because it can be when you're a man or a woman of Christ and you put yourself out there and God has blessed you with many gifts and many talents, sometimes we spread ourselves too thin and we don't keep that balance you were talking about earlier and then it leads to frustration. And when you're a frustrated Christian, you start to resent some of the things that God has blessed you with, some of the talents he's blessed you with. So you have to make sure you make time for yourself to have some downtime. Right. And um, so we're, we're we're coming to the close of the of the hour. So um, you know we definitely will have you um, back again, and we're grateful that you uh, took time out of your busy schedule to join Global Gospel on this afternoon and share with us your um, ministry. Uh, just be, before we you know before we uh, you give your conclusion, um, just one more question. Um, now to the un 
believer out there, the person that does not know Christ, the person that's not going to church, they're 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 on the fence, or to the person that you know they went to church when they were a kid, and you know they decided they want to do their own thing now. As a gospel preacher, we talked about a lot of things. So, as a gospel preacher, what is your message to the people? I always tell people whenever uh, who have decided and they say the church is not for me, I just tell them the same thing they say in Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in, in him. Because when you taste of it, you know, so when you taste something good, you can't put it down. And sometimes we forget where we came from, and all you got to do is taste of the goodness that God offers. And when you taste it, and it starts showing, you start seeing it manifest itself in your life, I, you you can't put it down. You become addicted to what God brings to the table, and what you all He asks you in return is for some worship, and that's more than anybody else will ask you for. So just serve Him and see once your life start to turn around, just like it did for me. So that's what my, would be my word to any Christian. I don't put I don't beat people over the head with my spirituality, but I tell them the right. reason I am who I am in Christ is because of what Christ is, who Christ is, uh, has allowed me to be in Him. So. It sounds good out there in the streets, but at the end of the day, I feel uh, I'm, I have a lot bit more comfort being who I am and who I used to be. Right. Um, that that's um, that's good news on um, this afternoon. Um, anything you would like to um, share with our uh, listening audience, other than you know the things that we went over? Uh, just tune in to. Reverend Townsend on a regular basis And remember that no matter what you're going through God has a purpose for your life And whether you were born to a mother and a father Or whether you were just born to a single parent Or whether you don't know your parents Everybody has a purpose And you have to And my dad always told me used to tell, My dad told me so many great things And I, I use them in every aspect of everything I do But uh, you can't And again he would always tell me things like You, you decide your value Nobody else not money, not anything else. You deserve, you decide your value. And so to every Christian, non-Christian, anybody else who's listening, just remember you decide your own value. No matter what restraints the world, put, world puts on you, you decide your value, and nobody else can dictate what you're worth. Only you determine what you're worth. That That's well put. Um, once again, we thank you, all our listeners, for listening in. We're going to take this brief uh, break and then um, – Elder James Allen from Rayford, North Carolina, is going to give us a closing prayer and ask blessings on all of our listeners. So just stay tuned as we uh, approach the end of the hour uh, for Global Gospel. Tasha Cobb, for your glory. Lord, if I find favor in your sight. Lord, please hear my heart's cry. I'm desperately waiting to be where you are. I'll cross the hottest desert. I'll his life around and how he's been a blessing to 
his family, to his friends, to his community, uh, to the world at large. And we know that the world is a better place because of um, this ministry gift. So once again, Elder Allen, we do thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule all the way from the, the big city of Rayford, North Carolina. And uh, we just uh, say we, uh, we pray God's blessings on your, your life and on your ministry and that you would continue to do what the Lord would have you to do in this hour, in this season, in this day and time. And certainly you're welcome to come back at any time. Uh, we Thank will you, definitely have you back again to share with us. Um, I'm sure there's so much that uh, you could share, and we just can't contain everything in this uh, short amount of time. But uh, certainly we enjoyed the dialogue, the conversation, and uh we will have you back again. And so, thank you, sir. I appreciate can, it. Th- thank you. Um, so, uh, unless you have something else that you would like to finally say, you can uh, pray for our listeners, for the all those that are listening in on this afternoon to Global Gospel. Well, first, before we start a prayer, I just want to say thank you for extending me the opportunity. It was truly, truly a blessing to have been able to be on with a person such as you, Reverend Townsend. Thank you. All right, so do you want me to go ahead and go into the prayer now, Reverend Townsend? Yes, sir. All right. Dear God, we thank you for all you've done and all you continue to do. And we just ask God on today that you just continue to draw us closer to you, God. Let us see not only in our hearts and our minds, but also in our actions, God, that everything we do is supposed to move us closer to accomplishing the goal you have set before us. So allow all egos to be out of the way, God. Allow everything else that may rise up whenever you start to bless us, God, to keep us, allow you to keep us humble, God, so that we can be the men and women of Christ and that example on the hill that you have required us to be, God. So we just thank you right now, God, for the many blessings you've already given us and the many blessings you have in store. And I speak blessings over Reverend Townsend, over a global gospel and everything he puts his hands to, God. We just call it now to be blessed, not only for him, but for every person he comes in contact with. So, God, we give you all the honor, all the glory, but most of all, God, we give you all the praise on this evening. In your holy and blessed name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Reverend Towns. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Just what you're going through, yeah. 
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.